o'clock with us. So the, the gist of that is, uh, is that's the whole thrust of what we're going to talk about for the next, uh, the next uh, 30, 45 minutes is this idea of community and that when you intentionally move into the culture and you develop community, that through that, God opens doors for us so that we can have a greater sphere of influence, uh, so that we can be connected with people that can help us. What I didn't know how to do, Will did. And then what he needed someone else to do for his broadcast, I'm able uh, to do that as well. So I want to encourage you to, to realize that um, as you move deeper into the new year, uh, to pursue what it is that God's uh, called you to do, that, that purpose that he's placed in you. Um, I love Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and uh, it says that we are Christ's workmanship. Uh, we are his workmanship, rather, created in Christ Jesus to do good things that he ordained for us long ago. And the idea is this, is that there is a, a God-given purpose that is laid out for you, that he placed in you. And that's why it's so important to begin that relationship uh, with the Father through Jesus Christ so that you can realize, hey, like, I do have a purpose. And the only, the only question is, will we choose to fulfill it? That ordained thing that is before us, that skill set that he gave you. Whether you're an introvert, extrovert, man, it doesn't matter. You are who you are. And as the quote said, I said earlier, becoming who you are, that's the purpose. You know, that's what it's thats what it's all about. So I want to challenge you as we go into the new year. So um, I want you to know as, as when, when you do step out in faith, uh, that God is going to order your steps and that he's going to lead you. In fact, there's a verse I want to read to you. It's in uh, Psalm 37, uh, verse 23 through 26. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. Isn't that, isn't that incredible? He delights in every moment, every detail of your life. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. And the idea is that God's saying in, in Psalms, and, and, he's, and David is sharing with us, is that if you, you'll, you'll trust him, that he's going to direct your steps. But you've got to trust him. You've got to have by faith. You've got to by faith step into those, those, those areas of your life. That God has called you to, just like Will's done with True Texas Radio, just like the Lord called Don and I to do uh, into We Dig It Ministry and into what He's calling us to do today. And as as you move forward, I'm gonna tell you, it's difficult. It's hard. Will can attest to this. I can attest to this. Donna can for sure attest to this. Many of you can as well. But isn't it encouraging to know that that the psalmist says that He's gonna direct your steps of the godly, and He's gonna delight in every detail. The thing I have learned more than anything else over the past six years is that things don't ever work out the way I think they should. Things aren't going to go the way that I plan so much. Um, God's plans are far greater than our plans, and his purposes are far greater than our purposes. And his ways, the Bible says, is way they're way higher than ours. And so as we'll just trust him to know, we can do what we sense God leading us to do. We can even pursue those things that we know is God's purpose in our life. We can, we can take heart to know that God is in every detail, and he is ordering your steps. And when you have the courage by faith to move that forward, you're going to fall. You're going to you're going to stumble rather. But the psalmist says, "Look, you you won't fall, and the Lord's going to hold you by the hand. He's going to keep guiding you." So many people quit. So many people stop. So many people uh, stop pursuing that purpose uh, for their life. And and as you move forward, you may think, "Well, how am I going to make it?" I know Will's had that question here at True Texas Radio. I know that. So many people that have started their own business, their own company, and maybe you're sitting here this morning and, and you're listening on the radio or you're maybe watching on Facebook and, and, and God's purposed in your life something that you've been contemplating for a long time. And one of the questions that so many people have is, how am I going to make it? I mean, how am I going to survive? And the next part of this verse in, in Psalm 37 answers that question. In verse 25, it says, once I was young, 
and now I'm old. Now check this out. Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned. The godly always give generous, or their children rather, begging for bread. So let me say that again. Once I was young, and now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the godly abandoned, or their children begging for bread. So here's the deal. God answers the question for you. Even though sometimes we feel like we're not sure exactly how we're going to make it. We're not sure exactly how we're going to move forward. When you are pursuing that thing that God has called you to, that purpose that he placed in you long ago, before time began, and you begin to walk in the steps of the godly, he's going to order every detail of your life, and you got to trust him. There may be times when you think, man, I don't know how I'm going to make it. Can I tell you, I've been there. In fact, I'm there even right now. I'm sure many of you can attest it. I'm sure Will can as well, is that we, we come to those places. We're not exactly sure how we're going to make it, but we can trust that, as the psalmist said, that, that he's never seen the righteous or the godly abandoned or any of his children begging for bread. God's going to meet your needs. He gives us wisdom, obviously. Uh, James 1 tells us that if we ask, that he's going to give wisdom to us. But when we ask to believe and don't doubt, he's going to guide you and order your steps. He's going to lead you. But you and I, we've got to just simply have the courage that he's already given to us to fulfill that purpose that he's placed uh, in our lives. You know, as I was preparing for this, one of the things I want to do on the, the broadcast, I want to try to integrate music uh, into the um, into the broadcast. And I want it to be different songs and different things and uh, not just so predictable, you know. And and this past week, I was, I was kind of watching some things on Facebook, and I ran, uh, ran across a, a video of someone singing the song Blackbird by the Beatles. And, um, and I started thinking about this idea of what we want to talk about, this idea of community and, and courage and doing the things that, that God calls us to do. And that, that song was actually written by Paul McCartney um, years ago in the 60s when, um, when there was uh, the integration uh, of African-American students was going in Little Rock, Arkansas, and it was happening. And there was a, obviously a huge um, conflict that had taken place, which was just completely ridiculous. And, um, and so he was watching that and, and seeing those things happen from afar. And as he watched that, he, he, was, he was inspired to write this song. The song's all about the idea of these young men and young women that had the courage uh, to walk up those steps, to walk through the ridicule, to, rock, to walk through the condemnation, to walk through the, the racial slurs. And they walked up those steps to pursue what was rightfully theirs, was, a, was a, the right to have an education, to be a part of, of, a, of a school where they, they should belong. Because that whole thing of segregation was completely unbiblical. It was completely wrong. It was not, in, it was not how God intended for it to be from the beginning. So Paul McCartney wrote the song Blackbird. And I wanted to play that for you this morning. I want you to listen as we play it. And uh, we'll come back and talk about it here in a few minutes. And as we listen to it, think about the idea. And think about how it even applies to your life today. How that you can take those steps to pursue uh, that purpose that God has placed in you long ago as well. So listen to the song as we play it. <laughs> Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly mm, All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see mm, All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly 
Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly mm. On your life You're only waiting for this moment to arise Singing in the dead of night To take these sunken eyes And learn to see mm, All your life You're only waiting For this moment to be free well, You were only waiting For this moment to be free You were only waiting For this moment to be free Isn't that incredible? I love that song. And when you think about the what it what it means and what it's all about, I, I never realized why he wrote the song. I'd always heard the song, but uh, but I never recognized you know what he talked about. And there's a few things in there that I've, I love. Obviously, there at the end, he says this one phrase over and over again that that you've waited all along for this moment to be free. And I believe that that as we move forward, that as we look at the message here in a few minutes. Uh, that we're going to talk about from Genesis. That, that's God's purpose. In fact, that's what Jesus said in John 10.10. 10. He said, look, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That, you, that you'd be free to experience the idea of that you were created by God and for God. So often uh, in Christianity, we have allowed ourselves to be uh, enclosed into these boxes that say it has to be this way or this way and and we feel compelled to uh, to please people we feel compelled to perform for people listen it's not about performance it's about authenticity in our life it's about becoming who God intended for us to be and, and that's what that song is all about and there's a couple lines in there it says um, you've been waiting for this moment uh, to arise and and it says blackbird in, in the dead of night that these sunken eyes that once you're going to be able to see and in that incredibly biblical is that we would be able to, to to see to really see to have our eyes opened to the truth so many walk the bible says in darkness and that's why jesus said look that 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 we are the light of the world that we're set up on a hill uh, and that a city that that's on a hill it can't be hidden and we're to move into community we're to move into people's lives and to be salt and light god didn't send us into the world to condemn the world all right, it's already condemned because of sin. He sent us into the world, and he even came into the world. The Bible says in John 3, his purpose wasn't to condemn the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever would believe in him, they wouldn't perish, but they'd have everlasting life. His purpose wasn't to condemn the world, but to save the world. And so the idea was that he came to be light. It's not about a to-do list where we expect people to become what we think they should be. It's about us going into the culture. It's about us moving into people's lives as salt and light. Too often in religious, religious organizations and in, in, in congregations, we expect people to be something to, so that, that we can accept them. And can I tell you, and be honest, that's why people don't move toward religious congregations. That's because they don't move toward these people because they already feel judgment when they walk in the door. That's what the song's all about. These, these students walked up those steps 
in the eyes in the, of, of judgment, in, with thousands of eyes staring upon them, not just there in Little Rock, but across the country and even across the world. And they were examples of people that had the courage to move forward. And, and I love the, the idea of the song because it says one day people will see. Those sunken eyes, they're going to open up. Uh, in the dead of night, what looks like it's hopeless, light shines through. And because of that light, the Bible says that we can experience uh, the hope that, that Christ sent for us. And so I, I love the song. And I, thought, I love the idea that uh, when Paul McCartney says that, though you're going into this, this idea of the unknown, you're not sure what's going to happen. Keep pressing because one day you will be free. And, and so I think in our lives as believers, as we move forward, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of things that, uh, that we don't know. What the, we don't know the answers. You know, we so often move into um, different situations and different circumstances without clarity uh, because we're not sure exactly what it looks like on the other side. But we can always rest in, in the, what God said in Psalm 37, that, look, he is, he's holding us. He's with us every step of the way. Every detail of our life is ordered. And if we'll just trust him, uh, that, that he'll he'll be faithful. And so this whole idea of the song, and this morning what we want to do is we're going to look back uh, where, where this the whole idea of community and fellowship began. And that was in, it was in the garden. And, and we think about how that, that we have the opportunity um, to begin a renewed life, and we, a renewed relationship, I guess, with God and with other people. And that's what 2017 is all about uh, for me. And it's so exciting to begin this journey here at TrueTexasRadio.com and, and the podcast that, that we're going to be uploading uh, later this week to move forward in, in our journey to, to share this message, to share the message that, that we have been given, uh, that we have the message of hope through the, through the person of Jesus Christ, and to share that authentically where people can embrace the idea, one, that they are loved by God, they were created by God, they were created for God, and that he is for them. And that when they put their trust completely in him through Jesus Christ, and we look as believers at how Jesus Christ did that, then then we that we can be changed. So this morning what we want to do is we want to talk about uh, this idea of where it all began in the Garden of Eden. And we're going to talk about um, how to renew that relationship and to have that relationship with God first. And and maybe that's where where we all began this morning. Um, there's a song that I found uh, by the group Hillsong United, and it talks about um, this whole idea uh, of just community and, and loving God first. You know, my wife Donna has been so instrumental in my life, uh, obviously. She's my wife. But more than that, so often we we don't recognize, and this is what we're going to talk about in a few minutes as well, we don't recognize the value of marriage and the value of relationship. And in the, in the weeks ahead, uh, we're going to begin a podcast together, a family podcast, and that's one of the things we're going to begin talking about. But what I have learned and understand about a relationship in marriage is that, obviously, she's completely different than I am. Um, I'm more of an extrovert, and she's an introvert. Uh, I don't pay attention to details, and, and she does. Um, she's a researcher and a gatherer of information. She's great at, at finding the things that, that need to be found, and she listens to the Holy Spirit, and, and she follows whatever he asks her to do. She's an incredible artist. All these things are what she brings into our relationship and to our family. She makes our house a home. And because of that fact in our life, one of the things early on in our marriage that, that I was, as a, as a man, often we're, we're so arrogant <laughs> that we think we know everything, and, um, and we don't listen. You know, Donna would talk to me, and, and I would hear her, but I wouldn't hear her. You know what I'm saying? I would listen, but I wouldn't understand. And, and especially over the past 10 years, 
and, and specifically of these last six and a half, if, if I hadn't began to listen to what not she was saying, but what God was saying through her, I, I would not be where I am today. Um, the whole idea was that she began to recognize, look, we have got to love God most. We have got to put him centered in our life. And then she began to talk to me. She said, you know, he's in us. We are the house of God. This is where it all began. And initially I was one of those men that would say, yeah, yeah, I got that. I understand. I, I understand that. But I didn't get it. And, and she kept pursuing and she kept pressing it, not just into my life, but into our family's life. And she said it over and over again. And I'm so thankful that she did. Because when you think about creation and you think about how it all began, that's where it began. It began with a relationship with God. God created image and then having communion and community and fellowship with man. That was the whole purpose of it. In the Garden of Eden, God created 